Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. Get a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. Uh, we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue uh, to learn and study more about our Lord. Okay, so uh, again, let's get some quick shout outs here to those that are listening. We're so grateful that you guys are listening. You know, just to, before we start, it's so nice throughout the week to see your guys' DMs and and uh and reviews on the podcast it's just it's very encouraging to see that uh and we're so grateful uh that you guys are listening um so we have listeners from cali uh from san jose from bakersville from fresno and many more so we're, we're so grateful if you're listening from cali um also from florida we've got uh pompano beach we got lithia we got jacksonville we got lakeland I know we've got some brethren and some friends listening from the Lakeland and Jacksonville area. So we're thankful uh, that you guys are listening. And then also from New York, we got Brooklyn, uh, we got the Bronx, um, and then we also have Jamaica, New York. So we're grateful that we have all those listeners and we have many more from all these states. But for sake of time, I can't name every, you know, every county, but I just named kind of the, the ones that are at the top. But if you're listening from any of those states or the states we mentioned before, just thank you guys so much for your uh, for your support. Okay, so let's get into our podcast for the day. Um, this morning I was kind of thinking about a a, a song uh, that we sing, and uh, the song is called "God Will Make a Way." And so, as I was, you know, kind of just thinking about those lyrics as I'm walking into the office today. You know, have you guys ever uh, been walking through life, right? And you thought that one way was the way. And when I mean the way, I mean the the way that you've been working towards or or what you've been uh, what you've been praying about. And so the way or the path that you're on now, you kind of feel like, oh yeah, this is like this is it, right? And so on that way that you're on. You gave effort, right? You prayed about it. You worked hard about it. But then for some reason, it not it might not necessarily be what you've done or anyone else has done, but just for some reason, you know, sometimes in life, just things just sometimes literally just by itself, it kind of just, it kind of just fizzles out. Like it's still there, but it, it kind of just, it's not, it doesn't have the same pop, if you will. You know, so it kind of just fizzles out. And so then you find yourself kind of back at square one. You guys ever feel that way before? You know, <laughs> have you guys ever played, uh, you know, any of these board games with, with kids or with your family? You know, the board games that frustrate, frustrate me the most are the ones where you go around the board like six times, but then by happenstance, it's not necessarily what you've done or what another player around you has done, but just by happenstance, by the way that you roll the dice or the card that you was dealt or the card that you will deal, you have to go back to square one. And then those six times that you went around before don't really matter. So you got to start over, you know, have you ever felt that way in life? You know, you, you go far, you go so far. And then next thing you know, you got to start back at square one again. You ever been there? Possibly. Are you there now? Are you are you at square one now? Right. That that song that I mentioned before. 
that God will make a way, right? My favorite line in that song is it, it begins by saying God will make a way. But then right after that, you know, I love this part. And, and it kind of goes like this. Um, he works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. Right? He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. You know, sometimes when, when you and I are at square one, right, when you and I are, are back at the beginning, after giving effort, after giving, you know, prayer and, 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 and effort and prayer and you worked hard and you, and you start back at square one, you know why so many people and so many of us stayed back at square one? Because it's easier to stay put rather than move forward again. It's easier to stay put than to move forward again. And so one thing that um, my dad always taught me, he's, he always taught me that progress is always better than stagnation. Even if you got to start over again, even if you got to go back at square one, progress is always better. But what we think in our minds is when we're back at square one, the reason why we don't move forward is because we think of all the times, we think of all the effort, we think of all the hard work that we put into the original plan that didn't work. And so in our minds, we think, what, what do I look like moving forward and trying to do that again times two? And it failed the first time. So what do I look like doing it again? What do I look like giving double effort? What do I look like praying for it more? What do I look like working for it more? Like I'm done. I, I just rather stay at square one and be comfortable. You see, that's our word, guys. We would rather be comfortable in our own lives than rather move forward for progress. And so we're going to look at this quickly. I don't think this is going to be necessarily a, a very long podcast, but I think we'll get the point across. So God will make a way where there seems to be no way. So let's look at a couple examples here, okay? So let's go to uh, Exodus chapter 14, if you will. So let's let's take our Bibles here. And, and again, with this podcast, this is what we do here. We open up our Bibles and we try to let the text explain um, exactly what the Lord wants us to know here. So Exodus chapter 14. So you guys remember that Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh. And after the 10 plagues and all this, then they let, then Pharaoh lets the uh, children of Israel go, right? And so he lets the children of Israel go, but then Pharaoh's heart was so hard that he actually gets an army and goes after the people of God that he let go, all right? So now we're here in Exodus chapter 14, and we're here in verse 11. Now, think about what the Israelites had been through. The Israelites had been slaves for, for years. The Israelites... The Israelites had become so comfortable being a slave. They had become so comfortable being a slave that when a person came into, into their life to rescue them, at some point in their walk, they would have rather stayed comfortable being a slave than go with the Savior that was there to help them. 
and we'll get into some application for us in a second. But look at verse number uh, 11 of chapter 14. So now, now listen what the children of Israel say. And they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, thou hast taken us to die in the wilderness. Wherefore, thou hast dealt with us to carry us forth out of Egypt. Is not this the word that we did tell you in Egypt? Didn't we tell you before we left? What did they say? Verse 12. Let us or leave us alone. You know, here's some quick application. Sometimes when you're at square one in life, when you don't want to move forward because of the reasons only you know, when you don't want to move forward, and then when God sends you a way, when God sends you help from a person, from persons, and when they try to help, you have become so comfortable in your little square one spot that you're just like the children of Israel in verse 12. Didn't I tell you before that I didn't ask for your help? So what? So now that you're trying to help me and now we're going through all these problems because you're trying to help, I should have told you to leave me alone from the beginning. I didn't ask for this help. And that's what the children of Israel said to Moses. I didn't ask for it. So they said, we'd rather go back. They said, leave us alone that we might serve the Egyptians. For it had noticed, look at the attitude, guys. This is a square one attitude. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the world. So Moses, you know where you're trying to lead us. So we're in the wilderness. It was better for us that we were in Egypt and we should have served our oppressors in Egypt rather than be out here with you. How many of us are like that? We would rather stay in our comfy little square doing the same thing every single day rather than moving forward, challenging yourself, trying to do better for yourself, but I don't want to leave my comfort zone. I would rather be, see, and here's our square one attitude. I'd rather be comfortable than challenged. You see, with being comfortable, you would see the thing about comfort is when we stay in a comfortable space, that doesn't always necessarily mean that that comforting space is a good spot. So sometimes we will suffer. We would we would rather suffer in our little square than move forward to try to get better. That's how sad our lives are sometimes. And you know what you have going on in your life. You know that, right? And so sometimes you would rather stay here knowing that you want better, but you would rather stay in your little square and you would rather suffer while you're comfortable because you're used to it. So you rather suffer and be comfortable rather than move forward. Just like the children of Israel, it's sad. It's a sad place to be, you know, and when you think about this, this topic of, of God will make a way sometimes when God makes a way, you know, it's, it's our responsibility to observe and to look at the way God sent because we got to take action. So God, God can lead us, 
but God can't make us drink. We got to, we got to do something. And so look, here, here's this book that I'm reading right now. And it's called handle with prayer. And this is what this uh, author mentions about, uh, about waiting for God's answer, but also understanding God's way. So look at what he says here. He says, when God says no, Sometimes we have a hard time finding reasons to praise God. We look for sin in our lives that have kept him from granting our requests, because surely if we'd been living right, then he just would have said yes. But there is not one shred of evidence that shows that God will always say yes to all of our prayers just because we're living right. God is sovereign. God has the right to say no, even if you're living right in his infinite wisdom, regardless of your goodness. Now, here's the, that's, there's the flip side of the coin. So what if you're living right, but as you're living right and going along that way, it seems like no matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter how good you try to be, no matter how much you try to follow the scripture, you get a rejection everywhere. Nope, 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 nope. So then you kind of ask, well, why am I living right? Why am I trying to be everything God wants me to be? If everywhere that I go, I get a no. I get a rejection. I get a maybe next time. I get a, well, these people that aren't following you, everywhere they go, it seems like they're getting a yes. You see, sometimes we have to understand God's wisdom. When you when we talk about God will make a way where there seems to be no way, there that's where faith comes in. We have to understand that God is sovereign. So if I'm following his commands and he constantly tells me no, and I constantly have to suffer, I have to listen to that because God knows something that I don't. And so notice what he says here. He says, sometimes in our lives, and this is so true, he says, we try to manipulate God by our humanistic if-then philosophies. If we live good and clean lives, then God must grant my heart's desire. That's not true. Does he want you to live a good life? Yes. But we can't manipulate God and say, because I'm doing everything you want me to do, Therefore, because I'm doing everything you want me to do, now it's your turn. Now, everything I ask you, you got to do it for me. That's not how God works. That's how we do one another, though. Hey, so-and-so, I've been doing X, Y, and Z for you. So because I've been doing X, Y, and Z for you, you need to do double for me. That's how we do one another. God don't work that way. God doesn't work that way. So even if we listen to his commands and, and we do what he says, God is sovereign. God can still choose to, to, uh, to, to put you through trial because we have to trust God. He mentions that such attempts to manipulate God that way, they defeat the whole purpose of Christianity, which is no matter what, we are to glorify him through our submissive obedience to his desires, to his desires. And I'm going to be real with y'all. Remember, we're talking, about, we're talking about when the scriptures become real, right? I used to have that attitude, right? So as 
and I, you know, I used to have this, this scale mindset of Christianity, right? You guys ever seen, maybe you had something in science class where you weigh something and, you know, it kind of tips the scales. That's how I used to look at Christianity. So I used to look at it like this. So, you know, if I do exactly what the Lord wants me to do, and I've been putting in work, I've been putting in effort, I've been doing things that other people haven't been doing. I've been, I've, I've sacrificed, I've given up things that I've wanted to do. I've given up a lot of things. So because I've done that, then therefore God should see me like this and I should be able to get blessing from God because I've been doing everything he said. But that type of attitude manipulates God. Because you got to think about it. Think about Joseph. All the things that Joseph did, did he do anything wrong? But how was Joseph rewarded? Something always bad happened at every step in his life. How many of us would have quit? We got to be real there. You know, it, it. that's tough, right? That's tough. I don't, to be honest, I don't know if I could have made that. I still got a lot of growth in my faith to do. That's hard to know, to know that you haven't done anything wrong. But everywhere that you go, you've been rewarded as if you're the problem, as if you're the cancer, as if you're the one that's doing wrong. That's tough. That's tough. That's what Joseph teaches us. And that's what Job teaches us. That's horror, man. That happens in life. But whether we do that, we have to understand that God is holy. God is sovereign. And God sees things that we don't. So when we talk about God's way, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. It's not an if-then statement way. Well, God, if I do this and you have to do this, that's not how God works. God works as in, I'm going to do what you say no matter what, whether I'm suffering, whether I'm not. That's hard, though. That's a tough, that's a tough lesson. And that's. That's when we talk about your faith growing. You have to understand that concept. That's hard to understand sometimes, though. And so quickly, guys, I want to show you something. I'm going to give you all a snippet. And Dad and I talked about this in the office the other day, and it blew my mind. It's This sermon Dad's about to do on Sunday is about to be ridiculous, right? It's, it's going to be crazy. I'll, I'll post this on – I'll post the sermon on my um, on my Facebook page if you follow me there. So look, just look up uh, my name. And then you'll see the podcast logo and I'll post it on there. And I also post it on the Greenmount Road page too. So look that up. But dad's going to preach on Mark chapter eight. And remember, we're talking about God will make a way, but we want to be so comfortable in our own comfort zones. Look at Mark eight real quick. This is, this is crazy. So when we read this verse, right. And pretty much we've heard this, right. So like in verse 34, where he says, whoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So we have to keep in mind, if God will make a way where there seems to be no way, I have to be his disciple in order to find that way. Y'all listen to what I'm saying? 
So if God will make a way where there seems to be no way, in order for me to find the way, I have to be his disciple. So what did Jesus say? What are the qualifications in order to be a disciple of Christ? Let him deny himself, let him take up his cross, and then let him follow me, right? So think about this for a second. So when Jesus was here, as he was following after what the Lord wanted him to do, what did Jesus experience? Pain, loneliness, betrayal, physical beating, abuse, hurt, every negative attribute you can think of, Jesus faced that. So think about this for a second. When we talk about that square one attitude, we would rather just stay there. Think about this for a second. Those people, and you might be one, those people that stay in that square, Those are the exact things that we try to run away from. So in this life, I try to run away from pain. In this life, I'll do anything and be with anybody so I can avoid loneliness. In this life, I'll do anything and everything to avoid betrayal, to avoid accusation, to avoid this, to avoid that, to avoid this, to avoid that. So I'm going to stay in my situation so I can avoid all of these things to avoid rejection from, from friends and family. So I'm going to stay here and do all this so I can avoid all of those things. But Jesus said, if you're going to be my disciple, what must you go through? You must go through the exact thing that you're trying to run away from. So if you're my disciple, you will go through pain. If you're my disciple, you will be lonely. If you're my disciple, you will be rejected. If you're my disciple, you will be accused. If you're my disciple, you might go through pain. And so Jesus said, if you're not willing to go through those trials and you would rather stay comfortable he said, you cannot be my disciple. So how can I find the way that God has for me if I'm not willing to go through the trials in that way? I can't do it. Think about the things you're trying to avoid right now. You might be in something to avoid loneliness. You might be a part of the wrong crowd in order to not feel rejected. You might be doing whatever you're doing to give you some sort of sense of pleasure when you're trying to avoid pain. But Jesus said, if you're not willing to go through those things, you can't. You can't be my disciple. Well, Jordan, you don't understand. I'm a Christian already. Okay, but are you trying to run away from those things? Uh, well, maybe. 
And he said, well, you can't, you can't truly be my disciple. So is Jesus saying all these things because he wants us to suffer? Because he wants us? Because he... Jesus is saying these things because who went through it first, but he went through it to the max. He did. So Jesus wouldn't tell us to do something that he hadn't already done, y'all. Jesus wouldn't tell us to do something that he hasn't done already. And so this is this is the concept. He's saying those of you that claim to be Christians, that claim to be my disciples, he said, first off, you're really not. But then he says, second of all, because you're so afraid to challenge yourself, because you're so afraid of what your family will think about you, because you're so afraid of loneliness, because you're so afraid of whatever, he says, what you're doing, you're doing exactly what verse 35 says. Notice this, whosoever will save his life shall lose it. So you're trying to save yourself from pain. You're trying to save yourself from loneliness. You're trying to save yourself from rejection. So therefore, all your efforts to save yourself and to be comfortable because you're afraid, Jesus said, you are the one that is losing your own life. You're working against yourself. But whosoever will save his life or whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. So now if you're willing to follow me and if you're willing to go through those trials for the gospel's sake, then you're really saving your life. So the thing you're afraid of is the thing that's going to save your life. But you want to be so comfortable in your little box because you're so afraid and you're so scared that Jesus said, you cannot be my disciple. (laughs) Oh, dude, this is. I was thinking about this too. I was like, dude, what am I avoiding? You know, that like that got me thinking like, this is crazy. And this is how we got to study the scripture. We got to make it that person. Now, is this something that everybody's going to want to hear? No. Is this something that everybody's going to be happy to hear? No, but you need to hear it. I need to hear it. This is tough. That's tough. That's tough. That's tough. But when we talk about God will make a way where there seems to be no way, I promise you right now, no matter what square you're in, you might think you're living comfortable. But number one, in God's eyes, he said, first of all, you're not even my disciple. Even if you claim to be, you're not. And he said, number two, you're going to lose your life. He says, spiritually, if you're not willing to go through what I went through, He says, because you choose comfort, he said, you're losing your life by choosing comfort. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. But that's what the scripture, that's just amazing. So in order for God to make a way for you, in order for God to make a way for me, what must I truly decide to be? I must be his disciple. So maybe you're at square one right now. 
maybe you've given effort and and maybe you have to go back to square one and I'm walking right there with you. We're walking together. Progress. We're going to move forward. We're going to move forward. You don't have to do this by yourself. We're going to move forward together. And this is the great thing. When, when, when Christians feel like they're there, the great thing about being in the body is that you don't have to do it alone. We can walk forward together. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. <laughs> That's crazy, right? It's it's a wonderful study, guys. It's a wonderful study. And I can't wait for y'all to listen to that sermon. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be so good. And even after this, I'm going to have our college age here outline and study that sermon for themselves because this is something that we all need to hear because this will help us get stronger. I can't wait. So remember, that'll be on my Facebook page, but it'll also be on the Greenmount Road page. Um, and you can look that up and it'll, it'll be on YouTube too. If you don't want to, if you can't find me on those other things, just look up Greenmount Road, uh, Church of Christ on YouTube and it'll be on the YouTube page. So check that sermon out. It's going to be, uh, I don't know what he's going to entitle it, but it's going to be something about discipleship or are you, a, are you a disciple? It's going to be great. So studying the word guys, this is, this is what gives us faith. I can't wait to keep studying with you guys and growing with you guys. And we've grown so much thus far and I can't wait to keep growing with you and studying with you. So Lord, Lord willing, uh, we will be back either. I want to say Monday or Tuesday uh, next week. I want to say with another topic. Again, if you guys have anything, DM me on Facebook, look up my name, Jordan Pugh, Uh, DM me on, on IG, right? Underscore Jordan, underscore Anthony. Uh, underscore pew underscore i'm right there dm me there if you guys have topics or or whatever we can discuss that right but we're all here to help one another uh grow and develop uh so we will see you all next week lord willing and we hope that we can continue to grow in the faith thanks guys